you are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. I am Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist, and I've done research over 10 years, and I've found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication-taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found, as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. So many of you have asked for this. Here it is. Here is the book you need to remove the guesswork completely. Today, my special guest is LaForche. And she is going to tell us all about her new book that is coming out very soon. The title of the book is Eat to Prevent and Control Disease, How Superfoods Can Help You Live Disease-Free. Now, I'll be giving away a signed copy of this book because I think this book could help you in your efforts to getting good blood pressure control. It is a step-by-step guide. It has instructions in it. And also the bonus is it has recipes in the book. So if you want to enter in the contest, just leave a message on hypertensionresistanttotreatment.com on my voicemail. You'll see the bar on the right-hand side. You just click on that and then leave your message. Uh, I'm a hypertension resistor. And your name and phone number where I can reach you if you are the winner. And I will announce the winner on the next podcast. Hello, LaFonche. Welcome to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment Podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So first of all, hello to everyone. I hope everyone is safe and happy at this place. I'm La Foncier. I'm from India. I'm master's in pharmacy. I'm a research scientist and I'm also a registered pharmacist. And uh, I'm also a hip hop dance artist. <laughs> so I have started my journey over internet with the hip hop dance artist. And I was working as a research scientist in pharmaceutical department. So currently for last, uh, I have published my four books and today I'm here for my new book, Eat to Prevent and Control Disease. So I'm so glad you are here to talk with us about your new book called Eat to Prevent and Control Disease. What really inspired you to write this book? Uh, See, I am from pharma background, so uh, most of the time I spend between medicines only. We prepare medicines, we know the medicines, these are the chemical things. These are actually a very good discovery of human being, but these are not foods, you know. And uh, I have noticed that people have started so much, people are so much dependent upon uh, these medicines. These are good and they serve their purpose. But the problem with medicines is that have the side effects. 
and the side effects can be minor to major so what what our aim should be we have to reduce our dependence on the medicines and uh, while i was researching i found out that there are lots of foods which have the same medicinal properties that our medicines have they work in the exactly same mechanism like any of our just for example any of our antihypertensive medicines what they do they actually do vasodilation they they broaden the vessels blood vessels so that the blood flow blood flow freely and there will be no obstruction so there so your blood pressure will not rise and the these same effect you can achieve with foods too then why you should totally depend upon medicines when you when you can have the same effect with the foods and you will have the least of the least what else say you will not have any side effects so it's a win win situation so when i was researching and uh, like you see everyone any uh, if you see in any family one in an, uh, every family someone must be having either diabetes or hypertension or arthritis so these are these diseases are not related to age that we think and that's that that's our presumption that some diseases are comes some diseases come with the age and that's not true that's the cause of our lifestyle and when we hit our 50 our body's efficiency decreases and that's the time when these diseases when attack our body cannot hold up and they our body react badly and these diseases affect our body and we are get affected by diabetes hypertension or any other lifestyle related diseases so my aim is to start adding the foods that actually fighting off these diseases so the earlier you start the good it would be so like uh, uh, what if i say that uh, if you are a kid you must be remembering when you were 10 years old or 11 years old your mom must chase you to have a glass of milk because your bones will be strong and everything why you were doing that why your mom was chasing you because uh, to so that you will have the strong bones for the rest of your life what if i will tell you if you start taking care of your health like uh, don't stop drinking the milk add good foods add the foods that have medicinal medicine uh, medicinal properties in your 20s you are actually saving your 50s so the matter is the earlier you start the more benefit you will get and the effect will show in your 50 plus years so that's the whole purpose and these foods actually are fighting off these diseases they are acting in the body they are doing the same exact things that any of the medicines are doing that so you are actually reducing your dependence on medicines as well as you are actually adding some type of medicinal foods that have similar effects so you are actually reducing your dose of medicines so you are having less side effects and that's the whole purpose of my book okay now you did say something about aging uh not being really a factor of disease Can you expand on that? Like uh, just What is? Can you can you talk about that a little bit more because as far as I know, um yes, when it yes, comes yes. down to hypertension, aging is a major factor of hypertension. So we do know that once you um as you age, you have a higher risk for hypertension. So as a matter of fact, some of the data does show that uh eventually everyone will end up with high blood pressure as they age 
I mean, uh, you know, the majority of the population. <clears throat> so you're saying yes, that yes. that is um, not, that's a myth. Yes, that's a myth. That's a myth. It's actually not the fact. It's actually displaying the percentage of people. Like you said, that majority of people will have hypertension when they eat. Why we are saying this? Because we know our, our lifestyle, our foods are not that good that can hold up us in our 50s so why it is it's maybe not myth but it is the truth of today's life but we can change this because see like you are saying we have somewhere accepted that when we will age we will have these diseases and that's really not the factor matter is let me uh, explain you like uh, it's not like that uh, if you are in your 30s or if you are in your 20s and if you are eating lots of salts then uh, your uh, BP will not rise. It's not the case. But when you are uh, throughout your 20s, throughout your 30s, when you are having the foods that are rich in salt, that are not healthy, so these these factors, these foods are actually deteriorating your health from inside. So when you are reaching to your 50, your already body's capacity has decreased. So when, and your habits are just like as you, yes you were in your 20s so these things cannot work together it means your body is not like in like uh, it was in your 20s so how can your diet can be that uh, it was in your 20s so you need to change that so what i'm saying that if you have the lifestyle if you are uh, adding more salt uh lonely or unknownly like lonely if you have the taste if you have the taste bud of having a little salty food so this is the one factor. Another factor that we are, what we are eating, today we are eating canned foods, preservative foods. And these canned and that packaged foods contain lots of salts. And these salts can, can be very, very dangerous to the health. And we are not realizing it and we are so busy in our life that we don't have much time to pay attention to these things. And once we are hitting our 50, so these things accumulate. And we are not changing it. We are actually like we are slowly killing ourselves. And in the 50s, when our body leaves, it decreases capacity. Then we say that, okay, I was hit by hypertension. I, I have high hypertension. So I have high blood pressure. It is not like that. It comes with the age. It is there because of our dietary habits, because of our lifestyle. We are too, we are too familiar, we are too friendly with alcoholism, smoking. Now these are the part of the lifestyle. It is not to your age, it is related to your, what you eat. So you don't need to accept it that when I'll hit 50 or if I'll hit 60, I will have hypertension. No, this is not the fact. If you eat, if you include foods, like what happens in hypertension? Why a person has a high blood pressure? Either the body function, like the stress. We are living in a very stressful condition. So would you explain how hypertension is developed generally? So let me explain why a person has high blood pressure. Yes. See, there are various, various, various factors that affect it. So I will first tell you the scientific things. Like when you have the lower magnesium, when the nitrate, what does this nitric acid? If you have less uh, lack of nitric acid in your body, you are susceptible to high blood pressure. 
so what our aim is to include such foods that can fulfill your magnesium uh, requirements your nitric acid requirements your potassium the foods that can prevent their fluid retention now what is fluid retention when we eat salt our body is not very habitual of eating lots of salt so it balances it electrolyte balance so when you are eating lots of salt then your body is producing so much means they are forcing too much to remove that salt from your body and when they are doing so they are holding lots of fluid in your body this is called fluid retention and this is the main factor that leads to hypertension so what our aim is to reduce the salt consumption to reduce the fluid retention these are the precautionary but what we can beneficially what we can do medicinally with the foods we can add foods that that can increase the nitric acid in your body so once you will have the higher level of nitric nitric oxide in your body then it will your blood vessels will dilate you will not never have the high blood pressure so you have to eat foods that uh, increase that uh, fulfill the potassium needs your magnesium needs foods that are diuretic means they produce lots of urination so lots of salts are removing from your body through urination so these are the are our main focus these all were the scientific portion now if we talk in general so there are foods that have the same medicinal properties that any of the antihypertensive drug like beetroot you must have heard that beetroot is very beneficial in hypertension because beetroot contains a lots of nitric ox nitric oxide so when you are eating beetroot you must eat at least if you are a patient of hypertension you must still have at least 50 to 100 ml of beetroot juice in a season if you can find it and include as much as beetroot in your diet if you can because these are preventing you from or they are healing your body from inside so how we can use the foods in not in place of medicine but in parallel of medicine so that we can reduce the uh, dose of the medicines and fortunately we can just stop having the medicine someday so these are these are the main uh, purpose of my book so you're saying the purpose of your book is to show us what to eat and you give us recipes to use to include things like magnesium and potassium and beet juice uh to increase the nitric oxide and to relax our blood vessels and you show us how to not need or not include the bad stuff like table salt so we can slowly repair our bodies as we do or eat this healthy diet then we our blood pressures will come down okay so tell me about this beet juice i mean where would you get beet juice okay so it it can be maybe it's not available everywhere maybe where you are living you might not have the access to the beet roots but beet roots i would suggest not to take the extracts i would suggest not to take the supplements take them fresh uh you can find the in uh, in the process you don't find them in your area i guess because i've never looked for them but i i don't remember seeing beet juice but i'll have to investigate this <laughs> yes yes sure definitely include them if you find them have them they are very beneficial in hypertension what about just beets 
I mean, can you just substitute beets, just fresh beets? Uh, beets, I'm assuming uh, you are referring to beetroots only. I'm not uh, talking about the roots of the beets, I'm actually <laughs> talking about beets, beets only. Yes, of course, the, I'm talking about the beets, the red delicious beets. It may be not everyone's favorite, okay. but it is really very great. So you can eat beets and have the same re results, in other words, right? Yes, 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 okay. definitely. Okay. Of course. All right. You uh, can have you you can uh, you can use it as uh, in your curry. I have actually included some recipes in my book. How can you taste? You can have beetroot. So there are some recipes that some tasty recipes that people yes, can yes. use and that, uh, that can yes. yeah because um, the average person is not eating beets. I know I I. You know, I can't think of the last time I had beets. So, um, although my just mom try, just try my recipe, yeah, believe me, it will it will be your next breakfast destination. All right. So, what are what are some of the other superfoods that um, can act as medications for blood pressure to lower blood pressure, other than the beet juice? Oh, the beets. What you can include, like banana, you must have heard about it, that yeah. banana is a rich source of potassium. Other than that, you can have the habit of having a lemon water. Every day, just wake up and have a warm, if your body is warm, in the sense, uh, some bodies are heat producing, some bodies are cold, some people never get cold and some people are always sweating. So the people who, who already have the heat in their body, they can have the these uh, lemon water wake up and have first thing just to have squeeze one lemon in a 250 glass of warm water if you need just add honey to it and have it in first thing in your morning in the morning and it will it will balance your it will keep the your blood pressure normal throughout your day and if you are a, a patient of hypertension, you must eat bananas because when you are taking the medicines, so these medicines are actually reducing salt from your body, sodium from your body. And along with sodium, these medicines also ex uh, dis uh, uh, remove the uh, potassium too from your body. So you need something to balance it. So potassium is must, and uh, if uh, if your body is with lack of potassium, you can have the other dishes too. So banana is must. Then you can have the cucumber. Cucumber is very cold in nature, in the sense key that it it, it normalizes the blood pressure, it keeps it balanced, and it uh, and you will not have the you will not experience the rise in your blood pressure. Now what what is this again? What is it? Oh, cucumber. Yes, cucumber. Cucumber. Okay. Okay. Yes. Q, I'm sorry. <laughs> cucumber. Okay. So cucumber can, yes. can bring it. So what, what do you suggest that um, you suggest that um, people with hypertension should at least eat one cucumber a day and one banana a day? I mean, how, how would someone just like incorporate this into their diets on a on a routine basis? I mean, what would you recommend? See, uh, I have included especially a diet plan for hypertension in my book. And uh, briefly, if I will say, then I would say that include green vegetables like spinach and uh, other kale and other things because they are rich in very they are rich in potassium and they decrease the they lower the blood pressure naturally. Then 
you can have uh, if you are using your flour then add at least if you are taking 2 kg of your uh, wheat flour use whole wheat flour and add barley flour to it if you are regularly regularly eating barley flour you can control your uh, blood pressure naturally it is very effective in controlling the blood pressure so you must eat barley flour every day if i will say if you are using if you are making bread if you are using whenever you are using whole wheat flour just add without thinking without second thought just add barley flour to it so what is it again is, is it barley you said barley is it barley yes barley yes barley, barley. okay you can you can yes you can uh, you can just uh, uh, make the flour at your home too or if you can buy then you can just buy the barley flour it is available so uh, start adding yes start adding the uh, barley in your diet in your regular diet and uh, if you are taking the medicines have a banana a day but if you are uh, uh, if you also have some people some i guess lots people who have hypertension also also have the diabetes so you know these are the things that when you have two diseases some things you can have some things you cannot have So in this condition, the best thing is fenugreek seeds. Say fenugreek that again. Seeds, fenugreek. 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 Fenugreek seeds. Fenugreek. Okay. Yes, fenugreek seeds and fenugreek leaves. You can you can just powder it the seeds and you can use in your cooking. It will not even taste it. You will not realize it says uh, it's taste. It is bitter in taste, but just add half teaspoon of your fenugreek. or the first thing that after you are having the lemon water in the morning just soak at least one tablespoon of fenugreek overnight and just chew that seed and just drink of drink the water in which you are soaked it will also naturally control your diabetes as well as your hypertension so a person who only has hypertension can have a sweet food like honey like bananas they can these foods can lower their hypertension but if you are having diabetes too then you have to modify your foods you have to modify your diet according to that so i have included that's that's the reason i have included a diet for hypertension for the people who have hypertension for the people who have diabetes and the people who have hypertension as well as diabetes what what could be what the foods they can include and what are the precaution they should take care I have included all these things in my book. Okay, I see that you covered um, just the mechanism of hypertension, and then you also have the mechanism yes. of diabetes and arthritis, and then you have the foods yes. that that someone would be able to include in their diet um, in order to lower their blood pressure as well as their uh, diabetes. And I I see that um, you address the certain foods for arthritis as well. because these these three these three diseases are very common nowadays and uh, these diseases are not related with the age it is because we have the lifestyle we are leading the lifestyle uh, today this is the reason we are having that we are seeing the increase in the prevalence of diabetes hypertension arthritis in the population so actually if you will ask me i think it's the time that uh, Uh, they should include about these diseases precautionary foods what precaution they should have in to in a school only or at least in college it's the time to educate our young generation because uh, when you when we know that uh, every other person 
is going to have hypertension or diabetes or arthritis in uh, in their 50s then why we are not educating our young generation to how you can prevent from this so i think uh, i think it's the time to include this thing in the education okay Seriously, i think so that sounds like a great idea but um how would you encourage someone especially uh someone that's young let's say um how would you encourage them to um stick with a diet like this i mean a diet is is a, an acquired taste right so you're saying yes. let's start early preferably when a when um when someone is a, a child an infant right that that would be the idea right but yes. also the the um the parent would have to have this particular diet as their staple right um, in order to then bring, I mean, have acquired this taste. And then that way, when they're raising their kids, then they'll raise their kids on this particular diet, right? And that way they'll, yes. this would be a, a, an acquired taste. And they'll, um, when they go off to college, they'll be looking for these types of foods, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I will say that uh, we are living in very creative world nowadays. In Instagram, everything is creative. Now, nothing is boring at all. So when you are having, when you got the knowledge, when you have just noted down what foods that you need to include in your diet, start your research. Have the foods that can suit to your taste buds. Like if you know that you need to eat beets, and if you don't like them, salt. There are various, various in internet where you can find anything. So when you know, First, like just I have told you, what you need to include. Now the journey starts that be creative as you can. Just include that. You don't need to eat them like I will have to eat them. Experiment with them. Add it. You are cooking anything, just grate some of the beets. Just for example, just grating and just taste. If you are having, if you are liking it, increase the quantity, increase the quantity. Gradually, you, your taste bud will be habitual to uh, these new tastes. And you will not even realize that you are eating for your health. You will just love it and you will miss it just like your pizza. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Now, what it about... It takes time. Yeah, it takes time because I, I know even like salt, adding salt to your diet, that's an acquired taste. Okay, yes, when yes, we yes. moved uh, from Louisiana to Alabama, I, I was just, yeah. we were just so surprised how, how much more um, salt people add to their foods up here. Um, so everything oh. tastes uh, salty when we first got salty. here. Yeah, yeah, because we weren't used to, we were used to seasoning our foods with um, bell pepper, onion, you know, we, we had a different way of yes. seasoning our food. But um, yeah. it's an acquired taste, the salt situation. But I did read this book called The Salt Fixed. The Salt Fix. Okay. Have you have you heard of heard? Have, and it was written by a pharmacist, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, he recommends to eat salt. I mean, he recommends that it's 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 not um, it's not a problem eating salt. It's the type of salt and the amount of salt that that yes, you eat yes. what what do you yes. have to say about that i mean so far it's like rather than table salt eat sea salt rather than salt, um yeah salt. that's right yes. so are do yes. you are you in agreement that those salts yes, yes. are yes, best I than i agree here 
Can you talk uh, some? some yes, ab- I will agree with that. Yes, sure. Like we have different of salt. We are not consuming salt through our table salt only. We are consuming salt through soda bicarbonate, uh, like uh, what we are adding to our cakes and pastries. These also include salts. We are eating them. If you are eating Chinese food, we remember you are having the salts. That are different kind of salt, not our table salt, but they also form of a salt. But we don't eat them in greater quantity, so we don't need to worry about it. Our worrisome salt is our table salt because uh, see our table salt only contains sodium and chloride and maximum of the sodium 60 percent so what we are having when you are using your table salt you are just getting sodium from them unlike stable salt if you are going for rock salt or himalaya salt they contain at least their uh, maximum of maximum minerals they have they have iodine in that they have potassium in that means they are not see salt table salt is the most refined salt form that we use and rock salt and himalaya salt are actually much organic in comparison to table salt it doesn't mean that if you are using himalaya salt or rock salt then you are adding a hype of that salt and you are just if you have a complaint of if you have problem of high blood pressure and you are just adding himalaya salt and you are thinking that yes i'm not doing anything wrong and i can eat as much salt as i can but if you are replacing your table salt with the rock salt not totally i will not advise you to uh, replace totally because uh, in table salt we have added iodine that might not be available that might available in the rock salt but not in the uh, not in the quantity that we require for our what the best we can do what i do in my home i take 50% of table salt and 50% of rock salt or himalaya salt himalaya salt is something that contain 26 of minerals all the 26 minerals so i add them with my table salt just mix them and i use that salt so in that way i am also getting the benefits of the himalaya salt as well as i am not worrying about that if might if uh, himalaya salt might not contain the quantity of the Uh, amount of uh, iodine that i require so i am replacing any doubt and i am getting the benefit i am eating salt but i am also having the benefits of the minerals so if you are going for salt go for himalaya salt and rock salt but not above the recommended okay uh, dose you should not uh, just uh, be free with the salt but you will have that you are getting at least some benefits so the what about celtic salt Celtic, Celtic salt. Have you uh, heard no, of that? No, yeah. No, no, okay. So rock salt is actually sea salt. Is is that it? The rock salt yes. is sea salt. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then, so you're you're saying you add the the sea salt and half of the the regular um, table yes, salt, salt, so yes. that you can get the benefit of the iodine. in your salt uh, i i can get the benefits of the iodine which are natural not naturally but we add means the manufacturing companies add iodine in the table salt and uh, i am also getting if you are adding these two salts together you are getting the benefits of 26 minerals which are 
present in the rock salt but not in the table salt right right so so the only reason why you're adding the uh table salt is to get the benefit of the iodine is that correct because some iodine. table salt don't yes. have iodine in it right some table salt don't no, they have iodine in some all table salt mostly contains mostly contains and you should have the iodine because uh, uh, it is very beneficial and uh, it is actually recommended that to have the iodine if you check your uh, package of salt you will find out if the iodine is added or now the yeah. iodine is is contraindicated in some patients who have uh thyroid problems or or maybe other problems yes. so those patients yeah, yeah. So those patients would not um, need that additional iodine. And actually, I mean, just to be frank, a lot of people have uh, thyroid problems that are not aware um, that they have thyroid problems. So um, it would be, do you suggest that it would be best to find out if you have these this condition before you include iodine in your diet yeah in your yes. in yourself yes. um and and that can be done with any any a simple blood test um uh, tsh yes. um T4, what is, T3, T4, T3 t4 free t3 t4 and some yes. antibodies uh, I, yes. I, and, I, and i thought yes. um i'd read somewhere that it um it's important to include thyroid antibodies to to um because sometimes those other tests like the tsh and t3 t4 are normal and then you may have these antibodies um that that your body is building up yes, yes, yes. yeah so yes, it'll be yes, important how the be. i'm sorry say that again I'm saying yes, these tests are also included, the antibiotic one that you are saying. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. these tests are also included. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be important so you, to. You, yes. If you have certain condition, if you have a problem of thyroid, the best thing, see, anything if you are adding any foods, if you are adding any new habit you are adding in your diet, you must concern your doctor first because you you might be knowing that you have some disease condition but you don't know how severe or how minor the condition is your doctor can understand it better so uh, you should not just neglect your health professional you need to keep them parallel you need to take you need to be in their surveillance you don't need to avoid them and just start self-medication and just be dependent on foods and everything anything that you are adding because you might not knowing that if you are adding certain foods they can have the interaction with the medicines that you are having so the best way is that if you have come up with some beneficial foods just list down just note it down and next time when you're visiting your doctor just ask them that i want to include these foods and ask the pharmacist if any of these foods are interacting with my medicines if uh, if they agree that you can include you can include these foods without worry then just start to adding these foods yeah and if they say that yes so you need to keep them in in your line you don't need to ignore them and you do not to do it all by your own these health professionals are there to help you so if you are there see they are busy person they cannot spend a whole day on you so it's your responsibility to research from your side and if you have come up because it's your body so you know the best better than doctor but they know the they know the disease condition so let be the let them be the expert of what they are expertise in it 
and it's your body so let be you let you be the owner of your body so work with them and then come up with the what best suits to your body and your what best suits to your condition okay now do you so you recommend that someone would uh consult with their uh, pharmacist, right? I mean, I, I noticed the, the consult desk in the drugstore, usually that's empty, you know, usually people would just pick up their medications and just and go and not talk with the pharmacist about what kind of yeah. situation they should be looking out for. Um, and, um, which medicines they, you know, usually, uh, most people don't have any questions and actually the pharmacist you're saying is, is there to help you with those, um, yes, to give yes. you that information, especially when you're first prescribed a particular medication. Yes, because your pharmacist will tell you exactly what your medicines are doing in your body. If you have any confusion. If you have any doubt, you can just freely ask them what what my medicines are, what they are doing. You can have the help of them. They are they are there to help you. If you are coming with foods, ask your doctor if he passes that yes, you can include this food. Ask your pharmacist because they know the drugs better. So ask them uh, is there any food that I'm including in my diet that can interact with my medicines and that can maybe reduce the efficacy of your medicines. So you should concern them too. Yes. So your pharmacist um, probably is more accessible than even your doctor at some times, right? I mean, you'll see them yeah. more <laughs> if you have any questions. You can, you know, even call them up, right? You can you can call yes, your yes, pharmacist. Yeah, you can call your yes. pharmacist up. Every, every from the everyone from the health professional is there actually to help you. So you should take most advantage of your rights. <laughs> you should have the you should take the most of the help you. Should if you have any doubts, just ask them. And when you are visiting your doctor, just ask them. They will they will answer you. You might even not knowing how knowledgeable they are, but they cannot share every knowledge in the 15 or 20 minutes. So if you have any doubts, just write it down and ask them directly. They will definitely help you. Right, right. Now I want to go back to that fenugreek that you were talking about. Uh, that was very interesting. Uh, I could remember uh, when my daughter was breastfeeding uh, my grandbaby, she used the fenugreek. So can you um, tell us about the fenugreek and um, how much we should add and what we should add that to? I mean, you, you said it doesn't have a flavor. See, yes. Okay, see, uh, fenugreeks are available in seeds as well as leaves too. I, it may be the availability may be different to different people and areas to areas, but uh, fenugreeks are available in leaves as well as seeds. Both are very effective in hypertension. And the most, the good part is the, if a, if a person has diabetes as well as hypertension, the person should start eating at least one tablespoon of soaked fenugreek seeds every day. It is very beneficial. But again, that what I'm saying, when you are adding it, ask your doctor first because they may have running some of the medication which may can interfere. And like when you are eating the fenugreek seeds every day, so in three months or four months, your blood pressure will lower. Then you will require lesser dose of what you are taking right now. So you need to you need to let your doctor know that you are taking it and you need to take their advice whether you should continue with it or not. Because uh, when the drugs, your antihypertensive drugs, as well as the fenugreek seeds, when you're taking it both, then it may lower your 
hyper may lower your blood pressure low than the normal and you don't want to see that so first start taking them and then have your uh, uh, checked have your uh, your bp checked and uh, let your doctor says that ask him that uh, if my is my blood pressure lower if it is lower can i go back to a lower dose of the medicines he will advise you best Right, right. So it's very important. This is another reason why it's important to uh, monitor your blood pressure routinely, right? At home yes. is what we recommend based on our hypertension guidelines now. It does recommend to monitor your blood pressure in the mornings and then in the evenings so that that yes. way you can keep track of um, how well your blood pressure is controlled and if you need any adjustment to your blood pressure medication. And when you're adding these very important uh, nutritious benefits, these things could bring your blood pressure down, like you're saying, and and I mean, all of a sudden, and, and you may not require the same dose of medication as you did previously. So that's why it's so important to keep to monitor your blood pressure and to keep a log of your blood pressure uh, measurements and share that uh, log with your healthcare provider. So these foods could very well um, help your blood, lower your blood pressure pretty good because you're adding all this, you're adding this potassium, you're adding the magnesium, you're adding, um, yeah, yeah. And all of this is relaxing your blood vessels and, and it's going to bring your blood pressure down. So you just got to be very careful about monitoring um, to keep up with that. And um, of course, you're, you're going to um, not um, adjust your own medication, you're going to call your doctor in order to yes. find out yes, um, exactly. what you need to do about this. So I find your book very interesting and I think it's very useful. Um, we're going to give, actually, I'm going to give um, one, one um, a book away. And um, if, if we can get you to sign a book and then we, we send it to one of the listeners and they can call in um, on uh, through the hypertension resistant to treatment dot com. Uh, there is a voicemail there and then um, we'll put your name in the hat and, and we'll draw um, a lucky winner and we'll send that uh, signed copy of, of the book to to that winner. How about that? That would be good. But I'm just thinking how would I ship the book because I have signed copies, but I'm living in India. So uh -huh. how would I manage to send a signed copy? Okay. I can have the digitally signed, but I cannot have the direct signed copy because I cannot send the books from here. Oh, is that so, right? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have it digitally uh, signed. Then how about we do that? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. So we'll we'll um, offer that um, to um, a lucky uh, listener. So is it anything else that you would like... Um, us to know about um, diet and and um, what we can do to um, control our blood pressure. Not just blood pressure. I will uh, tell you little things that you must do in your if whether you have hypertension or not. Start start your day with a glass of lemon water. This is the first thing that you need to do in the morning. Then have a handful of dry fruits, include walnuts, include zinc-containing cashews, 
almonds have the handful of the these uh, dry fruits then after that you must uh, have at least 8 to 12 glass of water every day this is the must and what i'm focusing in my book that include turmeric in your diet because uh, turmeric is very beneficial it uh, it is a real superfood is the top superfood because uh, single turmeric one tablespoon of turmeric powder can can save you from many many diseases so you must start adding turmeric turmeric in your food if you can have the reach of fresh turmeric then go for it if you have the turmeric powder go for it supplements are not recommended because supplements can have the overdose and anything so i would suggest to go for the natural things only so have have the fenugreeks have the basil leaves if you can you can they are very easily grown at home have the green tea add the basil in it have licorice but not if you are a patient of hypertension because licorice have the bad reputation of uh, rising the blood pressure yeah. but uh, the all these and other superfoods are discussed in my book so go for it and read it and uh, let me know what you have Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, coming on and giving us thank this you. information. And uh, we we look forward to more more information coming from you. <laughs> I see that you have. This yes, is your fourth book. Definitely. This is your fourth book, and yes, it's yes, very important yes, for uh, pharmacists to to um to have this it's it's almost it's just like a guide that you can have because you have recipes yes, in there yes. you have exactly the doses yes. of the different um recommendations and um yes. just how to incorporate these things in your diet so yes. it, it's a very yeah. useful um useful document so um i would encourage anybody to go ahead and and um to yes, get, get yes. just just go ahead and get the book and that way you'll have um what you need to um lower your blood pressure through your diet and um yes. yeah yes. and hopefully you can um wean you can wean down off some of your medication yes, thank you for having me on your show and i really like your podcast and i really encourage everyone to keep listening to podcast efforts you are giving to have the people educated enough about the hypertension and i really love your shows well thank, thank you thank you so much for those kind words thanks stay tuned to hypertension resistant to treatment where i'll tell you more about what everybody ought to know about hypertension. Thanks for listening.